Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 459 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to be talking about the advantages and disadvantages of sowing direct versus seedlings and transplants. Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, very, very briefly, let me break it down for you. The idea of sowing direct means that you are sowing the seed directly into your garden where it's going to grow and become the plant that you harvest. Whereas using transplants or seedlings is the idea that we're going to use a seed tray or some other kind of medium to grow our seeds in and grow them into seedlings until they're a few inches tall and then transplant them out into the garden. And there are pros and cons of each method and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I have to say that personally Personally, I was, when I first started gardening, I was a huge fan and a huge advocate for sowing direct as much as possible. And over the last few years, I have moved full circle on that and I am far more keen now to use transplants. And there's various reasons why, which we're going to be going into today in a little bit of depth, all the different advantages and disadvantages of both. Now, I still use both methods, but I'm far more inclined to use uh, the seedling method where I can now than I was before. And like I say, we'll talk all about why today. Before we get into that, just a really brief little note to say hang around for the end of the episode where we're going to be giving away our RHS book, The Illustrated Dictionary of Gardening, The Definitive Guide to Plants, Techniques and Gardening Terms. And it really is exactly that. It is the biggest book I've ever given away. It's hundreds and hundreds of pages thick and it's just incredibly detailed. And if there's anything you wanted to know it's in there it's more of an encyclopedia than a dictionary but it does contain everything you could possibly think of and we'll be giving that away to a patron at the end of the show if you want to be included in future friday draws consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub right let's talk about seedlings and direct sowing then so i'm going to start off by talking about all the pros as I see them now of uh, growing seedlings seed starts rather than direct sowing and then we'll look at the other side of that coin afterwards now the first thing to say is that and and we'll get into this a little bit more later but you know if you're going to be starting seedlings you're going to want somewhere you can do that now that could just be a windowsill in an ideal world it'll be a greenhouse or a polytunnel uh, you can also go somewhere in between and you can get the sort of mini greenhouses the uh, and that's what we use a lot actually is the, the small upright ones we haven't got round to getting that system set up at our new house but where we lived before we used to use those quite a lot and we will be doing that again so it doesn't have to be a huge space that's what I'm trying to say you don't have to have 
a greenhouse. You don't have to have a polytunnel if you've only got a small space. You can use a windowsill quite happily, but uh, you are going to need somewhere because a lot of the benefits are going to come from the fact that we can control the climate a little bit better. We can control the heat and things like that. So the first benefit is being able to extend the season, being able to beat the weather. So number one on my benefits of using seedlings is applicable really at the start of the season because what we're going to be able to do is sow our seeds much much earlier than we could if we were direct sowing particularly if we don't have a greenhouse or a polytunnel where we're going to be growing our tomatoes for example if we only have a windowsill or a, a small greenhouse type structure that we're using a cold frame then we're going to be able to sow those seeds much earlier and get a jump on the season and then when those plants are maybe a month old or more then we're looking to plant them out in their final destination and perhaps that's the time when the weather has changed enough for us to be able to do so and we'd be looking at direct sowing only then you know a month later than if we'd been able to grow them earlier by using seedlings so that's one of the biggest advantages is at the start of the season giving you a a head start on those conditions it's also the second advantage is it's going to give your plants a head start all year round pretty much by being able to give them that warmer soil, those perfect conditions again, by being able to manage the moisture that they're getting, by being able to manage the temperature that they're at, you're going to get a head start. So your seeds are going to germinate faster. So you're going to go from sowing to cropping that little bit quicker by allowing them to get a head start in that space in that controlled environment that little bit warmer space again this is really really crucial at the start of the season but it has benefits right through the season the next thing is again at the start of the season if the weather does happen to take a turn for the worse perhaps you've sown your seedlings you've sown your seeds and you've got them in your seed trays and you were planning to plant them out next week but it looks like we're going to get some late frosts remember last year here in the UK we got frosts incredibly late they just didn't seem to go away but we could delay the planting out of those seedlings by a few weeks and wait for the weather to turn in most cases so so it just allows us that little bit more flexibility when it comes to when we are going to choose to expose those plants to the outside conditions. The fourth benefit is you're also going to be able to protect those plants from pests when they're at their most vulnerable. So by having them on a rack up off the ground in little seed trays in your polytunnel or greenhouse or your warm frame or wherever they are, they're going to be protected from a lot of the pests which are going to devour seedlings before they've even had chance to get going. So it allows your plants to develop those healthy roots and some healthy leaf growth so they're able to put up with whatever it is you're going to expose them to once they're planted out you're going to give them a chance before they've been exposed to any pests to develop into a decent plant before they go out that's a, another big benefit now another huge advantage and this is one of the key ones for me this is one of the reasons why I'm so keen on growing seedlings now is because you're going to get more harvests you're going to be able to basically grow more food in your space because if you imagine you have a plant 
that's entire growing cycle for the sake of argument let's just talk about a plant that's entire growing cycle is let's say 12 weeks so that's three months now let's say you get a six month season in your garden so you're if you're direct sowing you're going to be able to grow that plant twice you're going to be able to grow it once at the start of the season direct sow it three months later harvest and then direct sow again three months later harvest that's your six months now let's sow our first seeds in seed trays in our polytunnel and we're going to be able to sow them a month earlier so at the start of our six month season we're going to plant them out and then after one month we can sow another lot in our seed trays so after two months we are harvesting our first lot of plants and then we've got our second lot ready to go in which are a month ahead of where they'd be if we had to direct sow them so effectively they're only taking up two months of space in your garden bed so we can get three entire crops where we would only have gotten one and perhaps you've got a shorter season or you're growing longer crops and you're just going to get two instead of one so by being able to take up the space in the garden one month less and being able to start them one month earlier you're going to be able to turn a plant that you'd perhaps only be able to crop once into one you can get two entire crops and double the yield from that plant and from that space that's just a huge huge benefit of growing seeds into seedlings and then transplanting them out so you, you're just going to have a huge increase in what you're able to harvest. And I think, like I say, for me, that's one of the very, very best advantages of it. And another advantage that I like a great deal is that organising your bed and seeing what's going on is that much easier. So I'm guilty, and I'm sure many of you are guilty, of directly sowing something into the ground and not knowing what's where and then perhaps you plant something else straight over the top of it or you stand on it before it's had chance to establish itself another big advantage in this area is weed control of your beds because i find it really really easy to weed and hoe around my plants around my established plants i don't find it so easy when i've got seedlings coming up because i'm not entirely sure in every case when they're coming up is that a seed is that a weed and i'm too scared to weed a lot of areas if i've got things that i've directly sown in or near that space well that problem goes away if you're using transplants so that's another big advantage there's a few disadvantages as well which we will get to i promise but, but before we get there there's some more there's a, a two or three more advantages one is that you're going to use less seeds generally because you're going to be more able to control the number of seeds you're putting in your seedlings you're going to have to do much less thinning. So if you imagine sowing a row of carrots, there's nothing you can do really unless you spend all the time in the world. If you take a whole day to sow a row of carrots, you could do it. But otherwise, you're going to be putting in more seeds than you're going to need. And in a lot of cases, you're going to be doing that deliberately because you're not going to get 100% germination rates. So what happens then when your carrots come up is you need to thin them. And you're going to need to basically kill off some of your plants, some of your seeds. Whereas if you're going to be growing seeds as seedlings and then thin and then thinning them out by transplanting them and spacing them how you want them spaced, you're going to be able to use less seed to get the same result. So that's yet another advantage of growing them via seedlings. 
Another one is pest control for beans and peas. Now, if you direct sow beans and peas, which I still do sometimes, then you do have to basically protect them because mice and pigeons will come along and say, well, thank you very much. You, you've sown some food right there that I can take straight away. And they can quite easily strip your entire sowing of peas. If you've put them out directly, the pigeons can get there in no time and just strip them and they're gone and you don't even know about it necessarily so you do have to go to the effort of protecting them which isn't the case if you're growing them into seedlings into healthy seedlings into you know a protected space and then transplanting them out and the last advantage that I've got for seedlings is when it comes to planting out you're able to select the healthiest plants if you've sown 12 seeds so let's say you want nine plants in your finished bed you've sown 12 seeds perhaps you've had 11 germinate and then you're able to discard the two weakest ones whereas if you're planting directly into a space then what comes up is what comes up and that's what you get so those are all the pros of growing seeds as seedlings and then transplanting them out as I see them. Next, we're going to talk about some of the cons, some of the advantages of direct sowing. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can do it either by sending an email to selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or by using the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You can send us a voice message just using your phone. You could also reach out to us on Facebook, where we have the Self-Sufficient Hub group and the Self-Sufficient Hub page. We're always thrilled to get your feedback, questions or suggestions for future topics on the show. So the first disadvantage of using seedlings and transplants is that you need to have one of two things or it's going to cost you one of two things. Either you're going to need the space and the actual access to a greenhouse or a polytunnel or a cold frame or a windowsill. You're going to need that space or you're going to need to buy seedlings. So Buying seedlings isn't ideal, obviously, because it's far more expensive than buying seeds. But I've used seedlings that we've bought at the shop this year because we moved house in the spring. So it just made sense this year. And I'm not shy about buying seedlings any year. I'm quite happy to do it if I see them and they're the right price and they're going to make sense for my garden. So I'm certainly not saying you shouldn't buy seedlings. Please don't think I'm saying that at all. I, I think... Bought seedlings have a place in your garden, or they can do. But the ideal is to grow from seed purely because it's going to be a lot more cost effective. And of course, then you're more involved in the whole growing process. And uh, it means you can save seeds from your own plants and use them next year. So I think I'm, you know, certainly trying to encourage growing from seed. I think that's the way to go. But buying seedlings does have a place. But one of the downsides of using seedlings is that you do have to either have the space to do it or you need to pay for the seedlings. So that's the first downside. The second downside is that upon transplanting, you can get transplant shock. 
basically you're going to almost always there's going to be some minor root damage it's virtually unavoidable and in doing that your plants are generally going to have a little bit of a blip when they're transplanted their growth is going to slow down so that's something you avoid if you sow direct your plant might be slightly slower to get off the mark but once it's up and growing we're not going to be disturbing those roots so there are some plants where disturbing the roots can be a real problem there are some plants you really don't want to use the seedling method for things like asparagus we certainly don't want to be transplanting them we're going to want to be sowing them directly but also things like carrots they can have deformed roots if we transplant them if we transplant them too late or if we're poorly using our hands when we're doing it and damaging those roots it can it can have a disadvantage so some of our root vegetables perhaps there could be a case that they're even better off being directly sown so those are the first couple of advantages of direct sowing there are some more first of all is watering or it's, it's not so much an advantage of direct sowing but a con of using transplants is you're going to have to be on your watering game because we are providing them with everything they need if we don't water them they don't get water if we overwater them then uh, they're going to rot we're going to have so we're going to need to get that watering right it's by far and away the thing i struggle with the most i think is that balance between watering enough and over watering i am an over waterer and i'm really trying not to be but i find it hard but uh, yeah there is risks with our watering and those risks are less so when we're sowing directly because again same as when we talk about container gardening because it's a much smaller ecosystem that soil it's really more prone to waterlogging and drought so that's definitely one of the downsides of growing seedlings and coupled with that is just the amount of work so it's more work to grow seedlings because among other things we're having to water them every day but also it's more work because we're then having to transplant them we're basically planting them twice we might be hardening them off and spending the time and energy and effort involved in that so there is just a lot more work involved in seedlings than there is in direct sowing so that's definitely one of the downsides that we should take into account and the last downside and it's a big one for me at least is the necessity and effort involved in marking plants i cannot say it often enough we have all of us we've grown seeds and then six weeks later not had a clue what is in that seed tray <laughs> we've all done it the best gardeners among us have done it and do it all the time and it's really really important to be vigilant with your seed marking and to mark them in such a way that you're able to follow that through the process so you can take that same seed marker and transplant it out with the plants marking your plants is super super important at all times but even more so when you are using seedlings because otherwise you're not going to know you think you think you're going to know <laughs> you really do you think you're going to keep track of everything but you're not going to know what is what when it comes time to transplant and then you're going to end up putting things in the wrong place putting things where you don't want them giving the plants too much or not enough space and encroaching on their neighbors so it's really really important to mark your seeds when you sow them wherever you sow them but particularly if the plan is to transplant them and that is one of the the biggest disadvantages i think but 
These are all disadvantages that can be mitigated. So I think on balance, like I say, I'm a huge fan of growing things in plugs or in seed trays and then transplanting them out. I'm a huge fan of the advantages that gives you. I think the way you can extend the season, the way you can get more crops and the way you can just have more control over what's happening and what's going on. The way you can plant things out, you instantly know what's where in your bed. It maintains your weeding regime that much easier and it gives all your plants a head start. I'm just a, a big fan of it and I think I'm going to be moving even more in the direct, that direction in the future. The only things I've direct sown this year have been to fill in gaps where we've had some failures. So where we have transplanted things out like rows of carrots and perhaps we planted 30 carrots in a row and we've got 26 because four of them didn't survive the transplanting. We filled in those gaps where those four didn't come up by direct sowing some extra carrots. I quite like that idea. And then we might even direct sow as some successional crops if we can sort of underplant and have the seedling come up while we're harvesting the main plant. I'm not averse to that at all. But generally speaking, growing things as seedlings, as transplants, is going to give you a head start. It's going to give you more control. It's going to give you more yields. And that really is what it all comes down to, isn't it? That's what we're doing it for and being able to really take the most advantage from the idea and system of successional sowing, successional planting, that's where we see the biggest benefits, I think. So please do consider that if you haven't been direct sowing, or rather, if you haven't been using transplants, please do consider that. Consider everything that we've spoken about today and get in touch and let me know what I've missed out on. I really, really am keen to hear if you think I've made a mistake or if there's something that I'm missing from this conversation, please do let me know. Right. Finally, then today, we're going to be going on to our Patreon's giveaway and we're putting the names in the hat of all of our patrons that have yet to win on our Friday draw and uh, we're going to be drawing for the prize of the Royal Horticultural Society's Illustrated Dictionary of Gardening the definitive reference guide to plants techniques and gardening terms and like I said it's got everything in here I'm flicking through it now as we speak and it's just it is absolutely massive it's uh, over 800 pages as I flick through and it's beautifully composed lots and lots of pictures but also just incredibly densely written with information this really is the reference guide to end all reference guide about growing plants in your garden and today's winner as I pull from the hat the virtual hat is Jackie Hooper a, uh, a fairly new patron. So well done, Jackie. You have won the Illustrated Dictionary of Gardening. Please get your address to me via the email, which is selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com. And I will get this out in the post to you in the next week or so. Thank you ever so much for listening, guys. I will be back next week with more Self Sufficient Hub. And uh, I've no idea what we'll be talking about next week. I think on Monday, we're going to be doing a small spaces garden continuation of that series. And we're, we're going to be talking about community and uh, how living in an urban area can actually have some benefits. Uh, but after that, I'm not sure what the rest of the week looks like, but I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening. Cheers. 
This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face-to-face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.